morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, 1 Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, we beseech you, that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by your governance, that your church may joyfully serve you in all godly quietness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading for this sixth Sunday in Pentecost is from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Jesus comes to Bethany. He comes as divine visitor. He comes that the word would have free course and be preached to the joy and edification of Christ's holy people. He comes to the home of Martha where it appears that there are only two holy people to hear the preaching of Jesus, Martha and her sister, Mary. No megachurch here, for Bethany is just a little village tucked away in the hills by the Mount of Olives. Divine visitor, Jesus, visits in order to build up the muscle and brawn of faith already gifted to Martha and Mary. He comes that Martha and Mary would not be shifting from the hope of the gospel that they have heard and believed. Both sisters need the strengthening of the gospel that would pour from the mouth of this divine visitor. So, to both of these two sisters, Jesus comes bringing holy hospitality. However, this day, only Mary is receiving the strengthening. She sits, she listens, she wants instruction. She is like those commended by St. Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. Sister Martha is occupied, occupied with her serving, her fretting, her fussing, her doing. She is like the one of which Jesus warns in Matthew chapter 6, Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? 
Sister Martha, is known from three places in Holy Writ. We know her from this text, where she worries about serving. We also know her in John chapter 11. She meets Jesus on a Bethany road, wondering why he didn't arrive sooner to stave off the death of her brother, Lazarus. Jesus preaches. He brings to her the hope of the gospel to which Martha makes confession of the resurrection of her dead brother because Jesus is the Christ. Finally, just six days before Jesus' crucifixion, she will serve a Sabbath meal to Jesus in her home. Sister Mary is also known by the same three scriptural markers. We know her from this text in which she sits at the feet of Jesus, seeking his face and his words. She is also part of the John chapter 11 narrative, mourning over the death of her brother and meeting Jesus on the Bethany road. She wonders too, as did Sister Martha. John chapter 11, verse 32, she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Finally, she too is present at that final Sabbath meal of Jesus before his death. She anoints his feet with costly oil. Picture just how true are the words of the prophet Isaiah, that the feet of him who brings good news and publishes peace are indeed most beautiful, even as they are soon to be pierced and dripping with blood. Yes, we can chastise and commend both Martha and Mary. Sinful saints they are. And for such came Jesus, preaching, teaching, catechizing. The one thing necessary is always the word of our Lord. The word is always good and ready to give us Jesus and his words. A word of warning for anyone hostile in mind and doing evil deeds. A word of security for those needing strengthening in the battle against sin, their flesh, and the devil. What exactly was the wisdom Mary was hearing and receiving from the words of Jesus? Words of her Lord's death? Perhaps. Words of her Lord's resurrection? Perhaps. St. Augustine also speculated. He said this, What was Mary enjoying while she was listening? What was she eating? What was she drinking? Do you know? Let's ask the Lord who keeps such a splendid table for his own people. Let's ask him. Blessed, he says, are those who are hungry and thirst for justice because they shall be satisfied. It was from this wellspring, from this storehouse of justice, that Mary, seated at the Lord's feet, was in her hunger receiving crumbs. I will venture to say that she was eating the one she was listening to. He was being eaten because he is the bread. I, he said, and the bread who came down from heaven. Whatever Mary heard and ate, it was the one necessary thing, the one necessary food. It was Jesus revealing the riches of the glory of the mystery of God. Such a mystery men of long ago waited to hear, but didn't hear. Such a mystery men of long ago waited to see, but didn't see. Now, in the very house of Martha sat the knowledge wisdom and mystery of God in the flesh. The fleshly God who would take away the curse of the law by his death 
all the ordinances of the law we fought against, the do thises and the don't do thats, he took them to the cross, nailing them there. This was how God handled our sin. His son on the cross, his blood bringing forgiveness to you, bringing forgiveness to me. For three days, Jerusalem was in a tizzy over the cross. Some Jewish leaders were relieved. Jesus was crucified. He was out of the way. Arch enemy number one had been eliminated. Other Jewish leaders were nervous. He said he would rise again. Would some of his followers steal the body? Some Jews were sad. Jesus was dead. He was gone. He was to have been the one to defeat the Romans, to lead Israel to glory, and to exhibit to the world a real king. Now what? The third day is what? The outcome is not in doubt. Christ brings the justification of our sin by his resurrection. Mankind is vindicated. Sin has been atoned, paid for. The devil is crushed, and we are reconciled to the Father. The greater Jonah has been spit out from the heart of the earth, and the greater Isaac laughs at Satan in hell because even death could not hold him. Jesus crucified and resurrected. This is the one thing necessary that always needs to be preached because our attention can be so easily diverted away from Jesus. Perhaps our attention is on our work. Do I have enough food? Do I have the right wine for the occasion? Are the napkins folded correctly? Perhaps our attention is on another person, a sister, a father, a mother, a son. Jesus slashes human ambition, glory, and pride with these words from Matthew chapter 20. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Our Savior, the Divine Visitor, serves you today. You desire to be in his house because he has given you faith to seek his face. David writes in our psalm, One thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You hear his word because he has given you faith that hungers for glad tidings. You taste him in the sacrament because he has given you faith to eat and drink often at his holy table. That's Gottesdienst. That German word means God serving man. That's what happens in worship. God serves man. Gottesdienst. The Lord speaks, we listen. The Lord gives, we receive. Such scenarios were repeated time and time again after the death and resurrection of Jesus. There's Philip. He's leaving Jerusalem and going to a city of Samaria. He's proclaiming Christ. Multitudes are hearing and giving heed with much joy. There's Saul. He's at Damascus. It's rumored that he's there to arrest those who call on Jesus' name. But look. He's in the synagogue proclaiming Jesus. Many are hearing that Jesus is the Christ. There's Peter. He's in the house of Cornelius, a Gentile. He is asked to speak all that has been commanded him by the Lord. 
there's the duo, of Barnabas and Paul at Antioch. They preached to Jew and Gentile. Some of the Jewish hearers urged them to continue in the grace of God, and some of the Gentile hearers are glad and glorify the word of God. The scenes have come and gone. Places and people have changed. Chalcedon and Cyprian, Italy and Irenaeus, Leipzig and Luther. More will come, other teachers and hearers. Those who expound and those who hear, those who teach and those who are taught. The subject matter is Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins. It's God's love for the world in the man Jesus Christ. It's God's acting and the human race receiving. We are God-esteemed people. God serves us. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. We are strengthened by his word, as was Mary. It's a holy hospitality to us. We sit, we listen, we pray. Let your word not be bound, but have free course and be preached to the joy and edifying of Christ's holy people, just as we hear in the divine service. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Almighty God, send down upon your church the riches of your spirit and kindle in all who minister the gospel your countless gifts of grace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.